Do you want to know how I edit my travel photos in Lightroom? Hi and welcome to episode 86 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No, I still can't remember the intro 86 episodes in. I'll keep trying. But before I go on, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, just go to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Right, here is the answery bit. There are two stages of editing photos. The first stage is to choose the photos to edit. I choose the best of the best only, and then I process them in Lightroom with the freedom to create standouts, bright, vibrant and different travel photos that I hope make the viewer want to be there. Travel photography for me is all about making the photos of interest to someone who has not been there and to make them curious about a location. Like I say, make them want to be there. That's the ultimate goal for me. Okay, this episode was meant to be help, how do I choose which travel photos to edit? But when I came to write it, I realised that the title was rubbish. So I will cover this very quickly here and get on to the main subject. I have to say I feel better now I've made that decision, especially as I'm writing this on the day of publishing. So I've got to get this episode written, recorded and out there. No pressure then. Honestly, that title was rubbish, wasn't it? I couldn't talk about that for 10 minutes. So I thought, and then when I started to write a bit about it, I thought, hmm, actually, it's not that bad. So let's get into that side of it first. How do I choose which travel photos to edit? Okay, here are some thoughts. This is take two, by the way. Take one was interrupted by a phone call five minutes in, which was good, really, because it was quite an error-strewn episode. So we'll try and do better on this one. So some thoughts. Firstly, you need to decide what you're going to do with the photos. Are they to show your fellow holidaymakers or friends and family? Or are they just going to sit on your hard drive for a few years with nobody looking at them? Are they simply to share on social media? Or do you have a specific plan for them? Also, how much time are you prepared to invest in editing? Now, these considerations will help you, but take these three thoughts with you. Do not process every image. Spend time on the best of the best only. Choose photos that are interesting. Choose photos that make someone want to be there. And this is how I actually do this. That's pick the photos, that is. So I've got the photos in Lightroom. I told you about that in the last episode. So I go through the photos one by one. If I like the look of a photo, I hit the letter P. That's for pick. I literally quickly pick anything that has potential. I add the pics to a collection, which I sync with Lightroom Mobile. And then I go through the photos at my leisure, lying on the sofa with a beer, glass of wine, whatever, and take my time. I go through the photos over and over until I get down to a small number of images that I want to edit. Now, to be honest with you, this is rarely more than 20 images. I filter by pics, and every time I remove a pic flag, the photo disappears from view. It's a wonderful thing. I have a number of different uses which influence how much time I'm going to spend choosing and editing photos. On my Photos of Santorini website, I wrote 30 blog posts about how I created the images. Actually, that's a great place to go after listening to this. It's photosofsantorini.com. Now, I spent a good amount of time editing these photos. But from a Paxos Travel Guide website, I'm after more informal photos showing a place as a visitor would. I've ended up using lots of unedited photos and videos taken with my iPhone. They're fine and they do the job. And I just have one single page of photos taken with a proper camera, using air quotes, and processed in Lightroom. The address of this excellent website, by the way, is paxostravelguide.com. Com. Finally, on my main website, there are a few travel photos, but not that many. That's my Brick McAvoy Photography website. There are a few blog posts about travel on there, and you'll also find my travel photography portfolio. But it's mainly about photographing buildings. Sorry, last ad. This is rickmcavoyphotography.com. Like I say, it wasn't meant to be an ad, but this is relevant to what I'm talking about. Okay, choosing the images is done. 
Had I been making this a full episode, I'd be looking now at five minutes into it thinking, how am I going to stretch this one out to 10 minutes, let alone 12 and three quarters, which is my usual duration. But thankfully, I've fixed that. So um, if I can find my place. How do I process my photos in Lightroom? Here I am. This is how I do it. Now, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but this works for me. This is what I do. Import presets. Now, I told you in the last episode that I apply an amount of processing on import. There's some corrections, basic processing. It gives me a great start. So when I'm looking at the photos, I'm not looking at completely flat, unedited, raw photos. There's a bit of work done to them. Only minor adjustments. So my first job, or as I've typed here, my fist job. I need to correct that before I write the blog post. My first job is to crop the first image and also make sure it is level and vertical using the transform panel. I sort of flick flat between these until I have the basis of an image that I'm happy to work with. The reason I do this now is that if you've got a big adjustment in the transform panel, it can affect the crop. So it makes sense to get the two working together. In an ideal world, transform would be next to crop and it would be the first thing in my Lightroom process if I was making Lightroom, but I'm not Adobe. Who am I to say these things? So I do this first and that gives me a composition, a final composition that I can work with. I don't see any point in doing this at the end because I want to know what it is I'm editing and then do the editing. If you think about it, you could spend some time on something that you crop out at the end. So no logic in it to me. Next, the basic panel. Uh, This might sound a bit over the top, but I love the basic panel. I genuinely do. And it is far from basic. This is where I do most of my work. I say work, you're just moving sliders around. It's great fun. So I work through all the sliders going from top to bottom, sliding away to my heart's content. This is when you can play. Just go all the way to the right, all the way to the left, see what happens. Do this with a couple of sliders, see how the effects are combined. Just play around and you'll see what happens. I love doing this, especially with travel photos, because it's not like my architectural stuff, which is for a client. This is for me and my website, so I can do what I want. One quick tip. Try the auto button. It is surprisingly good and can give you instantly excellent images. Every now and then I get a little belter out of there that I might not have produced myself. So like I say, I go back and forth between the sliders, tweaking away until I have something that I like. Most of the work is in the basic panel. Now, non-destructive editing. This was a thing when Lightroom was released in 2007. Yep, I was there. Before that, editing in Photoshop wasn't non-destructive. I'll get onto Photoshop and my love of it later. So anything that you do in Lightroom can be reversed. Anything you can do can be undone. Don't forget that. Even after you've exported your photos out of Lightroom, you still have the file that created the exported file that you can do more to. So just slide away and enjoy yourself. One last word on the basic panel. I don't use a saturation slider at all. It's a bit too clunky for my liking. Tone curve panel. I sometimes use this. This is for fine tuning the highlights, lights, darks and shadows. But most of the time I don't bother to be honest. HSL panel. Absolutely love this panel as well, which I use to enhance individual colours and tones in colours. These are all global adjustments applied to the whole of the image, by the way, everything I mentioned so far. Now for a couple of selected... Selective. Oh, I got nine minutes in before I made a mistake. Disappointing. So I'm not re-recording this, so that one will have to stay in. And now for a couple of selective edits. Radio filter. I love the radio filter. A lot of love going on here, isn't there? Which I use to highlight part of an image. Dodge and burn. Terms from back in the darkroom days. Dodge lightens, burn darkens. These are applied using the brush tool at the top of the basic panel. That's top right, the long line with the circle on the left hand end. It doesn't even look like a brush, does it? Oh well. But what about Photoshop, I hear you say? What about Photoshop, Rick? Well, I use Photoshop to remove stuff if I need to. If I do not need to use Photoshop, then I am happy, as it's too complicated for my liking. 
So if you're struggling to get your head around Photoshop like I did, you might just want to give up and stick in Lightroom with me. I use the spot removal tool and the clone stamp tool to get rid of stuff. What about layers? I hear you ask. What about layers? I don't get them and I don't use them. Really. And that's on my architectural stuff as well. I don't use layers. I've never used layers ever on a photo. I've tried. Boy, have I tried, but I just couldn't get my head around it. And that's that. Yes, this is all I do. Which isn't much, is it? I don't spend a long time processing my photos. Well, for a start, I've been using Lightroom since version 1 was released in 2007. So you'd hope that I was quick at this. But I have refined my workflow to get images edited and out as quickly as possible. And to be honest, there are things I want to do rather than faff around editing photos. Okay, the what I do section. I've already told you that. The talky bit. I just want to say this. I probably spend more time choosing the photos to edit than I do editing the photos. It's the content that's important and not the processing. I do the minimum work I can in Lightroom to enhance what I've captured. This is how I approach my image editing. And I only use Photoshop to remove bad stuff. Now, if you're happy spending day in, day out, playing around in Lightroom, absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with that. And don't let anybody tell you that. It's just that I choose to do other things. It might be that I've been doing it for so long that I, um, I know what I need to do and I don't need to um, spend too much time. But one last point before I move on. There comes a point where spending more time gives you minimal improvements. It's the law of diminishing returns. So get to a point and move on, which takes me nicely to my one line summary. Carefully choose the photos you want to edit and then edit them. Don't spend forever editing your photos. Get to the end point and move on. Right. What's next? Photography Explained podcast episode 87. Travel photography all done and now for something completely different. People of a certain age will hopefully smile at that. A lot of you won't because you won't know what I know for something completely different is all about, but I might tell you in the next episode. And this is a sort of transitional episode where I tell you what's coming up and tell you some other news to have. How exciting. Shout out. This episode's shout out is to Mark from somewhere near Cambridge who's sunning himself in Paxos. Well jealous, Mark. Okay, I'm done. Thanks for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, check out photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. This episode was brought to you by water as I get back into a healthier lifestyle. Well, that'll last. Yeah, right. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening and for giving me 13 and a quarter minutes of your valuable time. And I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.